Boom! Good morning, good morning. On today's podcast, I have special guest Jeremy Blueball. Jeremy is the founder of CoinFlip Marketing and author of the book, 50 Wow Moments, How to Create Moments Clients and Prospects Remember. He built a zero to six figure revenue business in nine months and is the inventor of the wow mailer that consistently gets 50% response ratios in cold outreaches. He's helped and continues to help clients open doors with multi-billion dollar enterprise. Have a listen. Have you ever had negative thoughts in your mind that you aren't good enough, that you'll never be successful? If so, you're not alone. I've had those thoughts playing in my mind ever since I took the leap to become an entrepreneur. It's a dirty, dark secret that no one likes to talk about as the glamorization of becoming an entrepreneur is shown in the media. I realized that in order to succeed, I needed help. We all do. So I decided to go all in on myself, spending thousands of hours in the trenches, reading, joining groups, listening to podcasts, hiring coaches to develop a bulletproof morning routine for success. Join me on my journey as together, we build our morning fire to ignite our lives as entrepreneurs. My name is Jeff Wickersham, and this is the Morning Fire for Entrepreneurs podcast. Welcome to the Morning Fire for Entrepreneurs podcast. I am pumped up, excited to have Jeremy on the show today. Jeremy, welcome to the show. Wow, thanks for having me. Uh, great to be here in your presence, my friend. <laughs> All right, so let's get into state right away. Let's get those three power breaths in. We're going to breathe in through the belly, up through the chest, raise our hands above our head. Go ahead, breathe in. And out. Good, another breath in. And out. Third breath in. And out. All right, now we got that power boom coming in. Three, two, one, and boom. boom. There you go. Appreciate you playing along, Jeremy. And I are well connected, so he knows what we're going to uh, what we're going to get into. And and uh, I always start with that morning habit ritual. And I'm going to ask it a little bit differently since uh, Jeremy is a, actually a part of my Kings of Sparta mastermind. You know, what was your morning routine before, and then what have you tweaked since you've been in the uh, the group? Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I didn't have much of a morning routine. You know, I would do some exercises in the morning to kind of get the blood flowing, but until I joined up with you, met you, you know, four months ago now, it was kind of just that, you know, and, you know, talking about my morning routine now, I can't really talk about it unless I talk about the evening routine as well, because that kind of sets the stage for the morning routine to kind of get me going. And I think if you can't unwind at night um, and really kind of focus on what you're grateful for. So I always do my five gratitudes before I go to bed. I do my day, uh, nighttime affirmations and, and I like to read to kind of unwind and, you know, Kind of get myself into that spot which sets uh the day for the next day uh and in the morning you know i'm like you know a glass of water i do my daily affirmations uh i get my workout in you know eight ten minutes and then i do some morning reading uh and i'll leave it out there because i'm a prime example i have four kids under the age of seven it's chaotic in the blue ball household uh it's fun but it is chaotic and, and what i mean by that is you got to be flexible with this morning plan once you make a commitment to it because stuff's going to come up. And if you really focus on those fundamentals and, you know, stick to it, you know, if a kid comes in screaming, like sometimes I have to go make them breakfast or fill up the water, like breathe in, take a breath, go take the prayer of the issue and get back at it and get yourself in that mindset. So I guess where I'm going with that, Jeff, is four kids at home under the age of seven, we're in a chaotic household. If I can do it, I think anybody else can kind of find that morning routine to be successful 
to set their day up for success. Love it. And I love how you talked about the nighttime routine because I, I think that is such a piece that people miss. They're not mm -hmm. intentional about one, celebrate, celebrating what they're grateful for or a success of the day. And too many times it's beating ourselves up over and over again for what we didn't accomplish. And when you do that, that's how that's what the mind is fixating on while you sleep. So listening, watching live, just think about that. Right. What you think about at the end of the day, then your mind is marinating on all, all day long. And then mm -hmm. love, love how you brought up four kids under the age of seven. If you can do it, anybody can do it. And that's that's absolutely, uh, absolutely true. So so love that. So let's uh, if you would, for the audience, share a little bit about your your entrepreneurial journey. And then I know we're going to get into, you know, wowing, wowing clients and, and prospects and, and how to really make personalized outreaches. Yeah, so I was in corporate America pretty much from the day I graduated college until late last year. Um, I didn't get the entrepreneur itch until about 2016, Jeff. And it all came about, I read a book called Giftology by John Rulin. If you haven't checked out his book, check it out. It's all about how to use gifts to kind of set the tone, to build relationships, to build trust. Um, but he, he does a lot of high-end gifting, you know, $1,000, $2,000 gifts. He actually just did a, a video on LinkedIn where I think he had a $25,000 gift. Uh, that's out of a lot of people's leaks. And I came from an industry where if you spent $100 on a gift uh, and went a penny over, you were fired. It's a $100 gift limit per client. You can't go over. There's stringent rules on that. And so I started kind of thinking about, you know, how can I use gifts not only to wow clients uh, and prospects, but, you know, also how can you actually wow your current clients and I didn't really get that burning desire to be an entrepreneur until I actually did what John Rulin taught me in that book for three to four years. And now it's a full-time business and it's going phenomenally well. You know, at the end of the day, I tell people we, we use the art of personalization to create wild moments that help you open more doors or create what we call referable moments, uh, moments that clients remember that say, hey, man, my, my financial advisor who are my main clients, man, they know a lot about me. And not only they know a lot, a lot about me, they really care about me because look what they just did for me okay so you were in corporate america you read a book kind of got this idea saw a gap missing in yep, the space you were in explain a little bit of the transition there of when did you when did you make the leap yeah so sometimes we're forced to make the leap uh corporate america said they no longer needed me uh in 2019 uh, so I actually kind of started building the infrastructure for CoinFlip marketing back in July of 2019. I did take another corporate job, but I knew probably May or June last year that that job was going to come to end. And uh, I kind of quit working and really started building the infrastructure of CoinFlip marketing, creating my client list, creating what I'm going to do, how I'm going to build it. So it's been over a year and a half since I really kind of been full blown business. But that's how it all started is, you know, I. I Corporate America said you don't need any more. I wanted to do this, so I did it. And sometimes, you know, people always talk about, well, I don't know how I'm going to make that leap. Sometimes it's just forced upon you. And, you know, luckily I had an idea what I wanted to do. Um, but I, I think I'm a prime example with an idea. If you have the right execution, the right goals, the right game plan, you know, it can come, you know, real, real quick. Love it. And now coin flip marketing. And mm -hmm. I know you like to talk about flipping the odds of your favor within outreach. And I know this has had an impact on, on what I do because there is a lot of, let's say, noise out in the marketplace. And 
just static canned messages that go out. Explain a little bit about what, uh, how you flip those odds in your favor and, and how you've gotten such a high response rate back on your personalized outreaches. Yeah, we, we all get up. Uh, I'm assuming you have you know, some type of C-level executive on your link profile and that automatically clicks like a, a flag, right, to any type of outreach. So I'm sure you get spammed all day long in your inbox with the same message irrelevant most of the time, right? I get messages about me growing my HR department. I don't have an HR department. It's me and my virtual assistant right now. And eventually that might be something I need, but it's completely irrelevant to what I do or what I do on a daily basis. And part of it is just doing the upfront homework, doing the reconnaissance work to find out does, is Jeff actually a prime prospect for my business? You know, do that work up front. Jeff's got a great online profile. You go onto your LinkedIn page, your Facebook page, do some Google research and say, oh yeah, you know, Jeff needs what I have to offer. Then you reach out to him. And we tend to take what I like to call a, a blue ocean approach um, okay. versus a red ocean approach. Red ocean approach is everybody's going digital, right? Emails, um, you know, still people do cold call, which I still can't believe works. Uh, we tend to do a lot of direct mail, uh, but direct mail that's personalized to the individual. So we're big about if you have an online presence, taking a picture of yours, you know, photoshopping into something fun you know, that you do, you know, rating you the number one public speaker, rating you the number one, you know, Google ads coach, uh, and just having fun with it, but also making it about you. So at the end of the day, you're like, wow, this person really wants to meet with me. Uh, they took the time, they took the effort. So, you know, to your assistant, next time Jeremy calls, let them through. Or next time I email them, say, did you get it? You're going to respond and say, yeah, let's chat. And what I found when you do this type of personalized outreach, you use pictures, um, you do some creative fun, you make the note about them. Uh, hence, why the name coin flip? We try to give you odds better than 50% have flipped the odds. It works. You get response ratios north of 50% with those coveted prospects. So a response rate greater than 50%. What's just to level set the audience if they're new to... Hey, what, sure. what the percentages are, what is it, what is a typical percentage of response rate just on the canned messages and, and the unpersonalized messages that go out there today? Yeah. So they, um, I spoke to a client yesterday, he sent out 500 emails, to prospects, he got one response. That response was unsubscribed. So he was 0%. Um, now what I've read, it, it really kind of depends. It's probably one to 2% if you're lucky. But I think on a cold email, cold LinkedIn outreach, it's probably less than 1%. Uh, I know if you actually, if you're going to do some cold outreach, but personalize it, do some videos, as you've experienced, Jeff, from talking to you, your, your hit ratio goes up pretty significantly. Um, I don't know what the cold outreach via phone call is. Um, I'm not picking up my cell phone to talk to you. I'm not going to respond to your voice message. I know most people don't pick up calls from random strangers anymore. So I would put that probably at less than 1% today as well. So yeah, it takes time. It takes a little bit of money to do what we do. Um, but if you're being very, very targeted, almost like a Navy SEAL approach versus kind of a shotgun approach to say, hey, I want to meet with Jeff. Jeff's my main target and let's build a game plan to meet with Jeff. Um, it works 50% of the time. Gotcha. And I would, I would just comment, I feel like it's a lost art, right? Of actually taking the time Mm -hmm. to get to know someone, one, to see if they're a right fit for your service, two, to build relationships, right? Then yeah. And the relationship building part of the business and outreach really 
doesn't happen very often. And and I'll share an example as we're going through it. I, I had somebody reach out to me on Facebook yesterday and, and said, Hey, I was checking out your profile. Are you a coach? And if you're looking at my profile, I am obviously a coach. It says it on my profile underneath my picture. You did not look at my profile. So it was an automatic delete. And that's why so many people, and you've probably seen it, have their guard up with any kind of outreach like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I was in a heated LinkedIn debate yesterday um, about a cold FaceTime outreach. And I told anybody who's doing this, please stop it now. I mean, salespeople already have a bad rep. Let's not make it even worse. I really don't like a cold call and I really don't want a cold FaceTime coming through. So, um, and what I hate the worst to your point is, you know, yes, I do that. And you obviously missed it. Just read my profile real quick. You would have realized that I'm a coach or, you know, I'm in marketing. Right. So, so true. So creating wow moments. Let's talk a little bit about that because I think that's so impactful. That's why what you do, you're hitting that response rate of, of, you know, above, above 50%. Explain that a little bit. Explain the, the science, the, the, the work that you do behind the scenes to, to really create those, those moments. Yeah. I mean, I think it really comes down to why a wow moment works and I call it the USP effect. I can't okay. say UPS because that's trademarked by a, a big brown truck. Um, so I went with USP and it, it's unique, it's surprise, and it's personalized. Um, okay. So when you can hit those three trifactors, um, you can really stand out from the crowd. So think of your typical prospect. You know, to your point, Jeff, people are probably getting, I think I read like over 200 emails a day. If you're going after a C-level executive or you know a senior manager, probably double those types of email outreaches. The chance of breaking through in a cold email are pretty slim. But if you flip the odds in your favor and do what we do, all of a sudden at the office or at their home, if you can find their home address, a nice box comes in. You open it up. It's packaged with a purpose. There's a card with a picture on there saying, hey, voted number one manager in Pennsylvania. He opens it up. It's a picture of... Um, the 76ers because he's a big 76ers fan or whatever we can find about that individual. And inside the box is a gift based off what we found about them. That individual is going to be like, wow, number one, this person wowed me, right? It's unique. It was surprised, right? He didn't know it was coming and it was personalized. Like this person took the time to research me to find out that I'm a target for his business. So those are really the three characteristics. It's got to be unique. It's got to be surprised and it's got to be personal. And I love the piece of the personalization because people at the end of the day want to know you care. And yeah. so many people are, are just running at numbers without that specific, I think you mentioned like Navy SEAL laser approach. Yeah. Hey, this is the target. And then people feel like you, they are just numbers. And, and yep. we want to feel that the other person cares about us. And if they do, We'll reciprocate that caring and, and we'll we'll have that that conversation. So yeah, and it goes to just just that's from a prospecting standpoint, even on a client standpoint, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people do, uh, and this is a, a strategy from John Rulin's book, Giftology. He actually starting about this time this year, doesn't send a gift until after Christmas or after the holiday season because it gets lost in the noise. Gotcha. A lot of people will send generic holiday gifts that don't stand out. It's not unique. It's not surprised. It's not personalized. So imagine, say you're my best client, Jeff, you know, maybe May 1st next year, all of a sudden 
Jeff goes out to his mailbox and there's this package from me with, you know, the fact that, you know, I photoshopped your picture into the, the morning fire routine, you know, voted you to the number one coach and you open it up. It's a book on coaching on how to take your practice to the next level or whatever I decide to send you. Right. You're like, wow, man, Jeremy really cares about me. And number one, it's unique because the card's unique. It's about you. You weren't expecting a gift on May 1st, you know, because it's nothing special about the date of May 1st, unless it happens to be your birthday. And it's personalized. It was about you. It's everything is about you. And it just, you know, 99 out of 100 people just aren't going to take the time to do that type of outreach to while their clients that you talk about being different and separating yourself from the pack. Yeah, you're going to do that quick. Yeah, I love I love the the piece around one around the holidays, not sending a generic gift because it's going to get lost in the noise. You're, you're basically flushing money down the toilet if you if you do that. Right. Because there's there's going to be little to no impact Two, having it arrive through the mail. I mean, how wh what do we usually get in the mail bills? Right. So mm -hmm. anytime you get a gift that stands that stands out from the pact because you're, you're okay. What's this bill showing up today? What, what's this, uh, you know, piece of mail that, that is irrelevant. So, uh, it definitely, definitely has a, uh, a an amazing impact on, on those individuals. Okay. I would also, I, mean, I, I would also say to your point, sorry to interrupt you there, yeah. you know, not only in the prospecting piece, but how do you continue to nurture and wow your clients? So the lifetime value of that client continues to go on and on right and and uh that that i would say is a lost art as well yeah so we've talked a lot about just being strategic with gifting uh, a wow moment doesn't have to be a gift uh, i i do love gifts and i think they can take that relationship to the next level it helps build trust a lot quicker but take my ideal client their financial advisors you know a wow moment can happen from the minute that client walks in that office to the minute that client walks out of the office and three quick examples uh, from that standpoint, you know, take it in. I'm walking into that financial advisor's office. I walk in on the big screen. It says, welcome, Jeremy and Myling, who's my wife. Uh, so glad to be here. Maybe has a picture of us on the big screen from one of their client events they did this year. Like, bam, right there. Like, they took the time. It took five minutes. Heck, the financial advisor is probably not even doing it. It's assisted at doing it. It's up on the board. You've already felt welcomed, right? Mm. Um, what if you train your assistant to say, hey, Jeremy, Myling, How's Calhoun, Leo, Cor, and Bowden doing? Uh, I know Calhoun just started second grade. How's that going? Um, just knowing those little types of details um, across the whole team to ask about names. Names are very, very powerful. It shows you care. Another way, I'm a big coffee drinker. Uh, my favorite drink from car Starbucks is an iced latte with one pump of vanilla. What happens if I walk into that conference room or when I walk in, the assistant hands me, hey, Jeremy, we know you love Starbucks. We brought this for you. A little touch, it costs $4.95, I think $4.94 uh, from Starbucks to get me that drink, a beautiful touch to deliver to me. Or if you wanna even take it up a notch, you know, have that, if, if I'm your, one of your best clients, have maybe coffee mugs with my name and Myling's name on it, sitting on the coffee room table with water. And you know, every time I come in, you use those coffee mugs. So there's just little types of things that I try to teach my clients that you can create a wow moment throughout the whole process. And uh, one more example, so eventually I'm gonna leave that office, right? Uh, and obviously pre-COVID, I met with my financial advisor face-to-face -face probably two, sometimes three times a year. Okay. You know, that's three hours. 
out of how many hours are in a year. Uh, most people are, are wondering what my financial advisor is doing during that time period. So a simple text message or email every once in a while to check in about me on my personal interest. Uh, I'm a huge baseball fan. I'm a huge St. Louis Cardinals fan. I stayed up and watched World Series game one last night. Just a little text saying, hey, Jeremy, I know the World Series is starting. You know, good luck. Who are you cheering for? Like just that little touch uh, from someone that, you know, is a client of yours is a wow moment because it's showing that you've actually took the time to actually pay attention to them. But more importantly, you did something about it. All right. I, I love those examples you just laid out for an existing yeah. customer experience. If you're going to an office, if you have, you know, a brick and mortar location, I mean, capturing that type of information, having it and just going that little extra piece, little extra mile that, that can make such a world of difference. And again, you as a client know that the person you're working with cares about you because they've mm -hmm. captured that information. They, they remember it. They're putting it there. They're going through that effort and the process of, of creating those moments that, that make you feel like that, that you matter at the end of the day. And yeah. that's, that's, that's incredibly, incredibly powerful for sure. Yeah. And two, I mean, it, it gets, I tell people these little moments create referable moments and, and it creates buzz about what you do. Um, it'll be a little touch like that because most people don't do these types of things. People start talking about you and say, Hey, look what my financial advisor, or look what my insurance agent or look, whatever, uh, I'm talking about did for me. And that person's mind starts to think that they're talking to you like my, my financial advisor doesn't do that for me. And it starts, it starts creating a buzz about what you do that separate yourself from the pack. Um, you know, it's funny. I have a white paper coming out, uh, actually tomorrow. And we talk about advisors' websites. You know, 80% of the consumers think financial advisors all do the same thing because all their websites are the difference, which is fine. You don't have to change your website. I'm not saying that. But if you came into that office and you set the tone with those three touches like I just met, you bet that client's going to talk about you more um, to their potential clients or referrals because of those little touches that you did just showing you care throughout the whole process. Yeah, when when you brought that up, it took me back to the first time I I went to a new dentist near me, and I I went to one for years, but it was too far away. I said, all right, I'll try this new one. I got in the chair, and I don't particularly like going to the dentist. And they 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 asked me if I wanted a warm neck pillow, and I was mm -hmm. like, a warm neck pillow? Heck yeah, put it on there. So I had a warm neck pillow. I was was calm, and then as I was leaving, they were like, would you like a ten minute chair massage? And I'm like where am I? I have told so many people based upon that experience of getting a warm neck pillow and a chair massage that you need to go to this dentist. Yeah. So those were like, we're talking about wow moments that are different, that are unique and that show you care to, to your, your, your client that you're bringing in. Yeah. And what if that, I mean, I don't know how much a massage chair costs 800 bucks. I, yeah. I mean, that's one visit from a client. I would think for they pay for that chair and, you, talk, you talked about it to over 100 people, I'm assuming, for, and it's paid for itself, you know, millionfold. Yeah, so, so, so true. So, Jeremy, where can, uh, where can people find you if they've loved the conversation, they want to create those wow moments, they want to get more, more info about you, where can they find you? Yeah, so coinflipmarketing.com is my website. Uh, if you go to LinkedIn, hashtag coinflipmarketing as well, uh, that's where I spend most of my time on social media. Uh, or Jeremy at coinflipmarketing.com is my email if you want to reach out to directly. Uh, but there is a form on my website. If you snoop around, 
you like what you hear, you can obviously hit submit and it'll come to that email as well. And then I'm an open book. I'll give you my cell phone number. It's 574-360-3431. Please, there's no cold FaceTime outreaches. Um, <laughs> Great, man. That's, that's how you can reach me. Appreciate you being on the show. Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Have an amazing rest of your day. Rise, fight, love, repeat. Get after it. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Morning Fire for Entrepreneurs podcast. You now have the knowledge, but without action, knowledge is useless. Choose to act. Choose to step into your greatness and unlock that hero inside of you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a review so more entrepreneurs can hear this message. If you absolutely love this podcast, which I hope you do, then share it up with someone you know who might see benefit from it. Become that beacon of change and together we can impact the world.